सहनावतो सहनो भुनक्तो ुजन्मने गुरुपादुजन्मने सविलास महामोह सविलास महामोह ग्राहग्रासकर्मणे ग्राहग्रासकर्मणे डिस्क्राइब What is the nature of jiva? Ahamite abhimanta yaha asau karta. The one who is ahamite abhimanta, who is abhimanam or the notion of iness, yaha karta and who is agent of action, he is a jiva. So jiva is the karta, hokta, sukhi, dukhi, happy and happy, doer, enjoyer, having the notion of iness or the sense of limitation. This is jiva. उटरबेक्टिंग <coughs> अंतर्मुखा अहमेषा वृत्ति कर्तामुखाजेंटिफाइजेंटिफाइजेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंटेंट
Kartaram cha kriyam tadvat vyavurta vishayanabhi. The one who illumines all of these in one sweep, the, the, the aham, the doer or the agent of action, the mind as well as the thoughts of the mind and the sense organs and the sense objects. Kartaram, kriyan and kriyam and vishayan. The knower, the knowledge and the known. The enjoyer, the enjoyment and what is enjoyed. All these three are illumined by what? Illumined by that in one sweep. So that is called sakshi. Sphored eka yatnena. One who illumines all this in one yatna, meaning in one sweep, simultaneously, is called sakshi, witness. And what's the nature of the sakshi, a witness? Chidvapuhu. One who is of the nature of chid or awareness. <coughs> How do you say that the sakshi of the witness illumines all of them simultaneously? Said the tenth verse, Ikshe shranomi jigrami swadayamis prashamiham iti bhasayade sarvam nurti shalasta deepavat. When I say aham rupam pashyami, I see a form, I hear a sound. When I say then we see that all these three are illumined. I see means the action of seeing and sound that which is seen, all the three are illumined by the Sakshi. Then we make the statement, I hear the sound, I see the form, and I, I taste the food. That I who tastes, that is the subject, tasting the action and food, that which is the object of the action, all these three are simultaneously limited. <coughs> so we have an awareness of all the three that shows that there is some principle or entity that simultaneously illumines all of them. Like a lamp in the dancing theater, how that lamp illumines everything in one sweep and so also the Sakshi, the witness consciousness illumines the knower, known and the knowledge. The seer, seeing and the seen. The taster, tasting and the tasted. This tripudi of the triad is simultaneously illumined by the witness. Now, this same drashtanta or the illustration is further clarified in the verse 11. Drashtantam spashtayati. Nritya shalasta deepavata. Last verse 8. Like the lamp in the nritya shala or the dancing theater, so that particular drashtanda illustration is further clarified in the verse 11. Nritya shala sthito deepaha Nritya shala sthito deepaha Prabhum sabhyam scha nartakim Prabhum sabhyam scha nartakim Deepaye daviseshena Deepaye daviseshena Tadabhave pi deepyade so lamp that is placed in the dancing theater. Deepayet avisheshena Without any distinction, Deepayet, that lamp illumines all of this. Who are they? Prabhum sabhyam sindartakim. Prabhu means the master. Sabhya means all the audience. Nartakim and also the dancer. How the lamp 
in the theatre. Simultaneously eliminates all these three, the master, the one who sponsored the program, you see, is is the one who is the who is the Yajimana or the host for whom this whole program is going on, like the king. So usually imagine a court of the king. This whole dancing program is sponsored by the king. So in the court of course there are other the audience is also there, but main audience is what? The king. And so how the lamp in the theater eliminates the king or the master who is who is the host and sabhyamscha all the sabhya meaning all the spectators nartakim and also the dancer so how the lamp standing in the theater eliminates all of these and the author of this text Vidyaranya before he became a swami was a minister minister in the court of a famous king of south the king of Mysore Harihara Bukkarai his two brothers so they were very famous and uh, Vidyaranya Swami in his Purvashrama used to be the chief minister of these people for many years and he was largely responsible for the the uh, prosperity of that kingdom <coughs> so the example that he gives here pertains to this kind of a dancing uh, programs that may have been connected in the court of the king when the king is watching the audience is watching and the dancer is dancing <coughs> so how the lamp placed in the theater dancing theater how without any distinction or without any sequence simultaneously deepayet he the lamp illumines all of this <clears throat> not only that but when the show is over and the king and the dancer and the audience all of them go away from the theater then also even the absence of all of these also the lamp continues to shine <clears throat> so avisheshena prabhuvadi vishesh vishesh avhasanaya vridhyadi vikaramantaramitiyavada so how this lamp does not undergo any kind of vikara or modification? It's interesting that the lamp illumines all of them without any distinction or partiality. It is not that the lamp sends more light to the king because the king is the most important person and relatively less light to the spectators because they are not so important. This kind of distinction or partiality we do not see in the lamp. Lamp makes its life equ- light equally available to all those who are in the in the theater. <coughs> Not only that, vrudhyadivikaramantarena, meaning when the lamp illumines the, the king, not the lamp glows more and illumines an ordinary spectator that it glows less. This kind of changes or modifications do not happen in the lamp, and thus simultaneously. In one sweep, without distinction, how the lamp illumines all this, the king, as well as the spectators, as well as the dancer in this dancing theater. So this is the illustration. <coughs> now the illustration is applied to what is illustrated in our case, in the verse 12, Dharstandike Yojati. Now the illustration is applied to the actual case here. Ahankaram dhiyam sakshi 
अहंकारम धियम साक्षी विषया नपि भासयेर विषया नपि भासयेर अहंकाराद्य भावेपि अहंकाराद्य भावेपि स्वयं भात्येव पूर्ववत स्वयं भात्येव पूर्ववत अहंकारम धियम साक्षी विषयान भी भाषेत अहंकारम धियम विषयान भी साक्षी भाषेत यदि सब्जेक्ट इज साक्षी द विटनेस साक्षी भाषेत द विटनेस इलिमिन्स व्हाट डज दी हियर नाउ कमिंग टू द एक्चुअल केस एंड द डिस्कशन वेयर द विटनेस कॉन्शियसनेस इज कंपेयर टू द लैंप इन द थिएटर सो हाउ द लैंप इन द थिएटर इलिमिन्स द किंग एंड द स्पेक्टेटर्स एंड द डांसर and so also the witness consciousness or the self illumines ahankaram ahankaram is ego dhiyam the buddhi the intellect or the mind vishayan the sense objects the ego or the agent the mind the instrument and sense objects those which are illumined all of these bhasayet all of these the sakshi or the, the witness illumines <coughs> in what when all of these fellows are not there susuptyadav ahankaraadi abhave bi tat sakshataya bhati eva ityartah ahankaraadya bhave bi and in the state when this ego ahankara etc not there when in the state for example in deep sleep state in deep sleep state the ahankara is not there nor the mind is there nor the sense objects are there there is nobody there so in that platform in the theater there is no one just as when the show is over when everyone leaves the theater and the theater is empty and that empty theater also is illumined by the lamp in short the lamp does not undergo any change it is not the lamp becomes happy because the audience came and therefore now it is glowing a little brighter and then all the audience and everybody is left now is left alone and therefore it become dim this kind of thing does not happen to the lamp how it remains changeless and so also in the waking in the dream states when all these actors are there when their mind which is a dancer is there and ahankara the, the the master also is there and the vishayas all the spectators all of these fellows are there then also the sakshi the witness illumines them all of them without any distinction not that one of them is illumined little more or there is a favor without distinction the sakshi the witness illumines all of them ahankaraadi abhave bi and in deep sleep state when ahankara or the buddhi or the vishaya the ego the mind or sense organs sense objects none of them is there in the uh, in the deep sleep state and then also the sakshi the witness continues to shine so this is very important this is vedanta There are Buddhists who believe that in the deep sleep state there is no consciousness. There is shunyam. Here on the other hand we say that even in the deep sleep state also the witness consciousness continues to shine. The question is if the consciousness or the self shines in the deep sleep state then how come I am not aware of it? If I the self is aware in the deep sleep state also then how come at the time of sleep I am not aware that I am experiencing sleep? because the instrument by which i am aware tasya sadhanam manah the the sadhanam or the means 
for illumination or for knowledge or awareness is the mind. And that mind also not being there in the deep sleep, therefore the self is not aware of anything in deep sleep. I am not aware of, even ahankara is also not there, but then the consciousness is very much there. Therefore when we wake up in the morning we say that I slept happily, I did not know anything. When we say in the deep sleep, when we say when after waking up, that in the sleep I did not know anything. You can say that I did not know anything or I knew the absence of everything. When I say that I did not know anything, you can say that I knew the absence of everything. So there is knowledge in deep sleep also when we say that I did not know anything. Meaning that you knew that there was nothing. You can put it this way. And so we say that in the deep sleep, this sakshi of the witness consciousness of the self eliminates the absence of everything. So bhava, abhava sakshi. Witnesses, the witness of the bhava, the presence of all the entities, abhava, in the waking in the dream, abhava, the absence of all of them in the deep sleep state. <coughs> Then a question is asked here, Nanu, Prakasha Rupayaha Buddheva Ahankaradi Sarvastuabhasakatva Sambhavat Kim Tad Atirikta Sakshikalpanayatiya Shankyaha Here a question is asked that why do you have to introduce this factor called Sakshi of the Witness Consciousness? Why do you need that? Prakasha Rupayaha Buddheva We say that our Buddhi or the mind itself is an effulgent entity. We say that the mind itself is consciousness. Mind is conscious entity. Ahankaradi sarvastuabhasakatva sambhavat. So we say that it is the mind that eliminates the ahankara, the mind that eliminates the sense object, the mind eliminates everything. And thus, if the mind is a conscious entity, then the whole idea is to explain our experiences. Our experience is that there is a knower, there is knowledge, and there is known, and all of these are known. So, who is the one who illumines them all? We say that it is the light of awareness that illumines all this. Here the questioner says that you don't require an awareness because awareness is not, is not a tangible entity, is not perceived, it is something that we posit, something that we infer. Then of course we know, but the question is why do you have to introduce a factor such as awareness to explain our experiences we say that our mind itself is a conscious entity. And the mind illumines the ahankara, the mind illumines the sense object, mind illumines everything. And therefore, what is the need for you to introduce an additional factor such as the sakshi or the witness consciousness? So this question is raised, this question is answered in the verse 13. Nirantaram bhasamane, nirantaram bhasamane, putasthe gnyapti rupadaha, putasthe gnyapti rupadaha, tad bhasa bhasyamane yam, tad bhasa bhasyamane yam, buddhir nratyatyane kadha, buddhir nratyatyane kadha. says, no, buddhi of the mind is not self-effulgent. Mind is in fact inert. And therefore mind itself is illumined by someone else. C. 
see, when someone looks at the moon, then someone would imagine that the moon itself is shining itself effulgent and therefore moon is shining by itself. Why do you imagine there is sun which illumines the moon? Then we say that, no, it is the sun that illumines the moon. Even though the moon appears to be shining by itself, moon, moon illumines the whole world at night. But moon illumines everything in borrowed light, not in its own light. And similarly also, the mind seems to illumine all experiences. Mind seems to illumine all the sense objects and everything, but that mind does not do it in its own light, mind does it in the borrowed light. <coughs> so that is what is being said here. Nirantaram bhasamane kutasthe nyatirupatah Kutasthe nirvikare sakshani nyatirupatah Suprakasa Chaitanyataya Nirantaram Bhasamane Svadasadas Purdisati. Only when this this witness consciousness all the time shines, Nirantaram Bhasamane. Like the sun shines without you know, with the same intensity. Sun shines with the same intensity all the time. Similarly also the witness shines in the same in the same manner all the time, without undergoing any change, without taking any rest. The idea is that it is not the Atma that goes to sleep. Who goes to sleep? The mind goes to sleep. The self never goes to sleep. Who wakes up? The mind wakes up. The Ahankara goes to sleep and the Ahankara wakes up. But the self never goes to sleep and therefore it never wakes up. The Ahankara is awake. Ahankara sees a dream. Ahankara goes to sleep. But then the one that eliminates Ahankara, namely the Sakshi, the witness, he is never awake, never go, not, never, you know, he doesn't wake up because he has not gone to sleep to begin with. <coughs> so, where it is said here, Kutastha, this Sakshi, the witness, what? Kutastha, meaning Nirvikara. The Sakshi, the awareness, who is changeless. Nyapti Rupataha, Nirantaram Bhasamane. Nirantaram Bhasamane. He constantly and forever shines. How does the witness shine? Gnyapti Rupadaha. Gnyapti means the unqualified knowledge. So Gnya, Gnya means to know. Gnanam means knowledge. Gnata, the knower. Gnayam, the known. See how from one root you make or form all these names. Gnya means to know. And when you apply one pratyaya, which conveys the sense of an agent, Agency, then it is a jnata, the knower. Jnayam, that which is known. Jnanam, the knowledge. But this knower, known in the knowledge, all of them are nothing but the modification of the fundamental knowledge. So what is the true meaning of the word jnanam or the knowledge? It is unqualified knowledge. That is called jnaptihi. That jna, the abstract noun that is made is jnaptihi unqualified knowledge. That very unqualified knowledge becomes in fact the knower. That alone is the known and that alone is the knowing. The knower, the known and the knowing, all these three are nothing but the manifestations of one nyaptihi or unqualified knowledge. Just as one water alone becomes a wave, one wave and the other wave and waves that are fighting, you know. All of this is nothing but water that is one. And similarly also, 
it is gnyaptihi or the unqualified consciousness that alone is a knower that alone is a known that alone is a knowledge <coughs> so that's the nature of the witness therefore in fact what it means is it is a witness consciousness that alone shines as a knower that alone shines as a known that alone shines as a knowledge that's why we say that the witness cannot be separated from anybody what we call the knower is also nothing but that witness shining as knower what we call the object of knowledge is also the same witness shining as the known and what we call the knowing of the knowledge is also the same witness the same unqualified knowledge when qualified becomes a knower qualified in one way becomes knower qualified in another way becomes a known qualified in the third way becomes a knowledge but in reality what is the content of all of this nyaptihi or unqualified knowledge so sakshi the witness who is of the nature of gnyapti or unqualified knowledge so gnyapti rupatah nirantaram bhasamane so is sakshi the witness so prakasha chaitanyataya he shines as self effulgent consciousness only when this is there is a seventh case here bhasamane seventh case that is called sati saptami when when the sakshi the witness shines as the self effulgent consciousness and then alone the buddhi or the mind is able to perform its function the mind could not perform the function had it not had the blessing of the witness consciousness so to to one who is uninitiated it may appear as though the fan is rotating by itself but the fan motor is able to rotate only in the presence of electricity electricity is not perceptible and therefore one may question the existence of electricity that when we see the fan rotating what's the need to imagine that the electricity is there the fan itself is capable of rotating why do you have to imagine an extra factor called electricity but we say that the fan is able to rotate only when there is a presence of electricity in case of electricity you can switch off the current and demonstrate that look the fan has stopped in case of self you cannot switch off the current nirantaram bhasamane the sakshi ever shines and ever you cannot switch it off just as you cannot switch off the sun just because the earth rotates and we go on the other side so we feel that the sun has set and next morning we say the sun rises the sun doesn't rise nor does it set we who are rotating and similarly also the deep sleep and waking and dream all these states are there it looks as though in the deep sleep state the self is not shining but no it is the mind that is not shining the idea is that the self ever shines you cannot switch it off you cannot get away from it because that alone is the self or the content of everything so anyway nirantaram bhasamane when the witness since the witness consciousness or when the witness consciousness shines constantly with in the same way self effulgent iyam buddhi tad bhasa bhasimana and then alone iyam buddhi this buddhi or this mind tad bhasa bhasimana bhasa is the third case of the word bhas bhas means a light bhasa by the light tasya tasya sakshinah swarupa chaitanyena bhasyamana it's only when that sakshi shines constantly as a self effulgent awareness then in the light of that awareness this buddhi of the mind is illumined 
it is not that it is by the light of the witness you see this is the sixth case you know by the light of the witness so we may imagine that the witness is one and the light is another one see by the wealth of the wealthy man if you say or the wealth of Devadatta then wealth is that which is possessed and Devadatta is a possessor so when we use the genitive case usually that is that is called the Sambandha Shasti that is a, the that shows the relationship of between the two as a possessor and the possessed so my wealth I say that I am the possessor the wealth is that which is possessed so similarly also when you say in the light of consciousness then one may imagine that consciousness is one entity which possesses light as its property but that's not the case even though we say light of consciousness what really we mean is light that is consciousness not that consciousness is an entity having light you know as its property or the self is an entity having consciousness as its property it is not that self itself is consciousness So here the expression is tadbhasa. Tadbhasa means tasya bhasa. Tasya sakshinaha bhasa. By the light of that sakshi, light of that awareness. But in fact, light that is awareness. Bhasyamana, prakashyamana eva. This, this intellect of the mind is illumined by the awareness that is a witness. And in light of the witness, then this mind gets as enlivened. Just as a motor of the fan gets enlivened in the, in the presence of electricity and starts rotating, and so also in presence of the witness consciousness, the mind gets enlivened and thus starts dancing. So fan rotates and the mind starts dancing. Buddhi nrutyati anekadha. Anekadha in many ways. Ghatoyam patoyam ityadi jnana akarena. Thus, buddhi assumes various modifications. Ghatoyam, this is a pot. Patoyam, this is a cloth. And this is a man, and this is a woman, whatever it is. So, these are the various thought forms in the mind. It is only in the presence of the witness consciousness that the mind gets enlivened and it dances in the form of various thoughts. The thought of a pot, thought of a cloth, the various thought modifications. Rutyati, Vikriyate. In short, the mind is always changing. That's why it is compared to dancing. We say water is dancing because water is flowing with waves. It's never the same even for a moment that we say that the water is dancing. And so also we say the, because the dancer is constantly moving. There is constant movement in the dancer and so also there is constant movement in the intellect and therefore it is said, Buddhi Nrityadi the mind is dancing anekatha in various ways as different thoughts. <coughs> so what does it mean? It means that the mind is subject to modifications. And that which is constantly subject to modification is inert, it cannot be consciousness. Ayam bhavaha Yato Buddhehe Vikaritaya Jadatvat Swatasfurdirahityam since buddhi or the mind is constantly undergoing change and it is subject to change and that which is subject to change is created that which is created is inert and therefore mind is inert had it been conscious then or then it would not undergo any change at all <coughs> see moon 
waxes and wanes, you know. Moon itself is an illustration. How moon is constantly changing. Because moon is not self-effulgent. Had moon been self-effulgent, there would not have any waxing and waning in the moon. See, sun never waxes and wanes. It is ever the same because it is self-effulgent. How can the moon is waxing and waning? Because it is reflected in the borrowed light. And therefore, depending upon the position, the light keeps changing and therefore, the moon appears to be waxing and waning. In our case also, the mind keeps on waxing and waning. Undergoing different modifications, that shows that the mind is not a conscious principle, it is inert. Inert in the Vedantic sense. In Vedanta, what is inert? Inert is that which is illumined in someone, some other light. And mind also is illumined in the light of consciousness. Therefore we say, the mind is inert. Jadatvat svatasvurtirahityam Therefore, it is not self-effulgent. Ataha tadadiriktaha sarvabhasakaha sakshi abhibaganta vihayati And therefore, we have to accept we have to accept the existence of another principle called Sakshya, the witness, because the experiences that we have of various forms of knowledge, etc., these experiences could not be explained merely by the presence of the mind, because mind itself is an inert entity, and therefore it could not by itself illumine the sense objects, it could not itself illumine various experiences, and therefore we have to accept the existence of a factor called Sakshi or the witness who must be shining constantly and who must be limiting the mind and its modifications otherwise the experiences that we have would not be possible so this question in short simply this this verse in short re-established that there is sakshi or the witness consciousness uktamarsam shrotra buddhi saukariyaya nadakatvena nirupayati what has been said so far Shrotra buddhi saukariyaya In order that the listeners or the students can easily understand, easily grasp what has been said so far, Nātakatvena nirūpayati The next verse now shows, next verse expresses the same meaning in the allegory of Nātaka or this dance. So, the various factors that are there in the dance performance are compared to the various factors that are obtained with respect to our own personality and by that comparison, he shows his meanings clearly. Says the verse 14. Ahankara prabhusabhyaha Ahankara prabhusabhyaha Vishaya nartaki matihi Vishaya nartaki matihi Tala didharin yakshani Tala didharin yakshani so now shows here the correspondence between the factors obtaining in the illustration and the factors obtaining in our actual experience. This is ahankara prabhu. Now in our own personality we have ahankara, the ego. So what is the place of the ego? He says that the ego is comparable to the king. In a, in a dance performance, there is a king for whose sake the dance is being performed. He is the main spectator. Then there are other spectators also. 
then there is a dancer, then there are what we call accompaniment. So there are various people playing upon instruments, like the drums and like other musical instruments. So there are these accompaniment, there are the spectators, there is a dancer and there is his master who is watching the dance. So in, in actual case, in our case, so what is the corresponding, what are the corresponding factors? Ahankara Prabhu. The ego is comparable to the king. Sabhyaha Vishayaha. All the various sense objects that are all around are sabhyaha, are comparable to the spectators. Nartaki Matihi. Our mind is comparable to Nartaki, is a dancer. Taladi Dharini Dharini Akshani. Our sense organs are comparable to these accompanying, accompanying musicians. So those musicians which accompany the dancer, they are comparable to the sense the sense organs are comparable to them. Deepaha Sakshi Avasakaha. And Deepaha the lamb that illumines all of them is this Sakshi is compared to the lamb that illumines all of them. So thus is Drishtanta and Dashtanta. The illustration and what is illustrated are now equated in this way. How come you say that the ahankara or the ego is the master or the king or the patron, they call it? Vishaya bhoga sakalya vaikalya abhimana prayukta harsha vishadatvat dhritya abhimani prahutalyatvam ahankarasya. See, in the actual dance performance, when we have this king, let us say, who is watching the dance, then as the dancer dances, and the expressions on her face and you know are, are they change as the dancer exhibits different kinds of emotions through the expressions on her face as well as through the movements of her body then the king correspondingly responds so king is internally watching the drama and if the dancer exhibits a mood of happiness then you see that happiness also reflected in the king and if at some point in time the dancer reflects a mood of unhappiness or sadness, then you can see that king also is sad. So how the king or the master responds correspondingly to the various changes taking place in the dancer, and so also in, the, in our case, the ahankara of the ego also keeps on responding correspondingly depending upon the various modifications of the mind. Mind is happy, ahankara says, I am happy. Mind is unhappy, the ego says, I am unhappy. If the sense objects are, are agreeable or conducive, then this ahankara is happy. Sense objects are not conducive, the ahankara is unhappy. So how in our personality, the various changes taking place in the mind, all those changes are as though reflected in the ahankara also. Therefore we say that, this ahankara is comparable to the Prabhu or the Master, who also correspondingly responds to the various changes taking place in the dancer. <coughs> then, why do you say that the various sense objects are comparable to the spectators? Parisaravartitvevi vishayanam tadrahityat Usually the spectators don't respond like that. 
It is a king for whose sake the, the performance is being made and he therefore responds. Other fellows are sitting there all right, but then they watch the whole drama, they watch generally the dance without any expression. So the spectators are sitting all around. And similarly also, the sense objects are, are located, situated all around. And therefore, and the sense objects do not have, do not correspondingly respond with any changes, just as the audience also is sitting all around and does not respond with any change. Therefore, the sense objects which are around are comparable to the audience in the theater. Nartaki <coughs> matihi then our mind is comparable to the dancer. Why that so? Says, Nana vidha vikaravatvat nartaki samyam dhyaha. Just as the dancer constantly changes, constantly exhibits different kinds of moods and emotions, and so also our mind constantly exhibits different kinds of moods and emotions, and therefore the mind is comparable to the nartaki or the dancer. Then how do you say that the sense organs of perception are comparable to the musicians who are accompanying the dancer? Dhivikriyanam anukula vyaparavatvat taladidhari samanatvam indriyanam These accompanying instruments, they play as desired by the dancer. If the dance, you see how the accompanying instruments, they always play as required by the dancer. If the dancer wants to increase the pace of her dancing, then they also increase the pace. If she slows down, they also slow down. So which, whatever the dancer wants them to do, this is what the accompanists do. <coughs> I'm sure that's how it is. It is not that the accompanying instrument dictate how the dancer is going to dance, but the dancer will really decide how they should play. In order that they play, in a manner which is agreeable to the desire of the dancer. And similarly also, it is our mind that dictates the sense organs. The, the mind directs the sense organs to go to various sense objects and gain various experiences and thus our sense organs also function in response to the requirements of the mind. Just as accompanying, accompanying musicians function or play in, in, in accordance with the desires of the dancer and so also the sense organs of perception they also function as directed by the mind and therefore they are comparable to the, the accompanying instruments. <coughs> and the witness is comparable to the lamp. Etat sarvabhasakatvat sakshinaha deepasadrushyam astiri dashtavyam. And inasmuch as a witness, just as a lamp illumines all of them, lamp illumines the king, the dancer, and the spectators, so also the witness illumines the ahankara, the mind, as well as sense objects, and therefore the sakshi is comparable to the lamp in the theater. So this very beautiful picture is provided for us to contemplate. And it's a very beautiful picture. How to say that the lamp illumines when all of these fellows are present and the lamp continues to shine even in their absence. And so also the witness illumines all of these when they are there in the waking in the dream and the witness continues to shine even in the deep sleep when all of them have gone away. <coughs> now, 
to further clarify the nature of the sakshi of the witness a question is asked here nanu sakshano bi ahankaradi avasakatve tena tena sambandha apagama agama rupa vikaravatvam syad iti ashankyaha how do you say that the witness is changeless is it not that the witness also responds sympathetically to what is witnessed usually what is our experience therefore when we use the word sakshi of the witness the common experience is that when i am witnessing something you see when we are passing by the road sometimes and you know, on the on the highway and you see an accident you know you witness and something happens to you or you see some very beautiful scenic you know some panoramic view and again something happens to you so how when we are witnessing then how the witness according to our experience responds sympathetically to what is witnessed so similarly also this consciousness if it is called sakshi of the witness then the sakshi is witnessing ahankara sakshi is eliminating ahankara eliminating the sense objects ahankara adi avasakatve see the sakshi of the witness consciousness eliminates it. witness now eliminates ahankara then eliminates sense objects then eliminates the mind keeps on eliminating all of these and as the mind changes is it not that the sakshi who eliminates them also undergoes a certain change you would imagine that the witness also undergoes some kind of a change when it is eliminating changes isn't there some kind of relation between them when changes constantly take place in the ahankara in the mind the sense objects then the witness who eliminates all the changes does he not undergo also corresponding change you would imagine that the witness also should undergo some change the answer is no and that's being said in the verse 15 swasthana samsthito deepah swasthana samsthito deepah sarvato bhasayed yatha sarvato bhasayed yatha स्थिरस्थायी तथा साक्षी स्थिरस्थायी तथा साक्षी बहिरंतः प्रकाशयेद बहिरंतः प्रकाशयेद स्वस्थान संस्थितो दीपः सर्वतो भासयेद यथा जस्ट एज अ लैंप रिमेनिंग इन इट्स ओन प्लेस शाइनिंग इन इट्स ओन प्लेस हाउ द लैंप इल्यूमिनेट्स the the theater and everything that is happening in the theater sthirasthai tatha sakshi in the same manner also the sakshi the witness is sthirasthai sthai means ever there sthir means ever changeless so sakshi also ever changeless bahirantah prakashayet the witness also illumines everything that is within and without itself ever remaining the same and ever shining just as a lamp illumines everything दीपो यथा गमनादिकार शून्य स्टेशनरी and illumines all the movements of the dancer all the modification of the dancer deepo yatha gamanaadi vikara shunya swadeshe avasthitah evasan 
remaining in its place without moving from there nihita akhila padarthan avhasayati how the lamp illumines all the objects that are situated there evam sakshyapi in the same manner also sakshya the witness also illumines all that is inside and outside and so so this, this was the illustration of lamp also tells us something that lamp is changeless it remains where it is undergoes no movement at all undergoes no change even though it illumines all the changes and illumines all the movement it remains abiding in its own glory and so also the witness of the sakshi says chandogya upanishad swe mahim ne pratishthita it abides in its own glory just as the sun abides in its own glory illumining everything that's happening in the world and sun may not even know what is being illumined it's unconcerned about what is illumined i shouldn't say doesn't know unconcerned about what is illumined and so also the witness illumines everything to illumine this nature it is not that sun has to make an effort to illumine or the lamp has to make an effort to illumine them no effort is required even though we say sun shines so shines is a verb and whenever you use a verb some kind of an action is always imagined verb in sanskrit is called kriyapada kriya means action so that word that denotes action is called verb and the verb a verb almost invariably involves some kind of an action going coming eating drinking etc and similarly also the sun shines to shine is a verb so we think that sun is performing some kind of an act of shining the answer is no no sense of agency or no effort is involved on the part of the sun to illumine or shine it is the nature of the sun to shine and while it's very shining whatever is there within the range of the light of sun automatically gets illumined and similarly also it is the nature of the witness or the self consciousness with itself to shine and whatever is there within its scope gets illumined except that the sun has a limited scope what is on the other side of the earth the sun cannot illumine that's not the case of the witness consciousness there is nothing that is outside the scope of witness consciousness and therefore the consciousness illumines everything whether it's inside or outside sun does not illumine what is on the other side of the earth witness consciousness it is not that the i self illumines only what is inside self also illumines what is outside so sakshi also the witness consciousness also illumines everything that is inside and outside remaining and shining in its own glory without undergoing any movement or change it nevertheless illumines all the movements all the changes that's the that's what is said <coughs> oh you say that the self or the witness illumines what is inside and what is outside nanu sakshinah bahirantara avabhasakatva abhidanam anupapannam this doesn't sound right this doesn't make sense to say that the witness illumines what is inside and what is outside doesn't seem to make sense <coughs> because witness is a self apurvam anaparam anantaram abahyam bhradarnika upanishad describing the self that is consciousness says apurvam anaparam that which does not have before and that which does not have after meaning that which doesn't have a cause and that which doesn't have an effect anantaram abahyam that which is not inside and that which is not that which does not have the insideness 
that which does not have the outsideness, so that which does not have interiorness or exteriorness. So the idea of interior and exterior, so self is free from the idea of interior and exterior, self is free from the idea of before and after, self is free from the idea of cause and effect. So this is how the self is revealed in the Upanishads. How do that then say that the self illumines what is inside and outside? This kind of division of inside and outside do not exist in the self. Then how do you say that the self illumines what is inside and outside? That statement of yours doesn't seem to be right. It is Shrutya Tasya Bhakyantar Vibhaga Abhava Abhidana. So Shruti says that the self is devoid of the division of inside and outside. And so this question is answered in verse 16. Bahirantar Vibhago Yam Bahirantar Vibhago Yam Deha Pekshona Sakshini Deha Pekshona Sakshini Vishaya Bahyadesha Staha Vishaya Bahyadesha Staha Deha Syantara Hankratihi Deha Syantara Hankratihi Bahirantar vibhagoyam deha pekshona sakshini. The answer is that this vibhago, the division bahihi and antar, this division of outside and inside really is deha pekshaha, is only with reference to the body. Just as in the space, there is no such division as inside and outside. Although we call it outer space and in, inner space, but that division is the reference to the, the walls that seem to divide. So the inside and outside, this kind of a concept is on account of the walls, not with reference to the space. Space doesn't have inside and space does not have outside because it pervades everything. And similarly also, this concept of inside and outside is not in the consciousness. It is only with reference to Deha Peksha, with reference to the body. So with reference to body, there is something inside the body and outside the body. Therefore we use the expression inside and outside. The Sakshini, however, this kind of divisions do not obtain in Sakshi or the witness. Kasyabhahyatvam, Kasyachantaratvam iti, alright. Then, if you say that the body is a frame of reference, then what is it that is outside and what is it that is inside? Says, Vishayaha, Bahyadeshasthaha. The sense objects are said to be outside because they are outside this body. Dehasyantaha ahankrutihi. The ego is said to be inside because it is inside the body. So the mind and the ego are said to be inside with reference to body and the sense objects are said to be outside with reference to body. However, the self or the witness doesn't have this division of outside and inside and therefore it illumines everything simultaneously including the body which creates the division of inside and outside that and everything is simultaneously illumined by the witness. So these divisions don't obtain there. And how come we have, we feel that there is something inside and outside. We feel that now my consciousness is inside. When I am looking out there, the consciousness seems to go out. This seems to be our experience. Our experience seems to be as though the consciousness is focused inside and consciousness is going outside. That seems to be my experience. Nanus thirasthai tasasakshi bahirantaf prakashe. You just said that 
the sakshi remaining motionless and steady, it eliminates what is inside and outside, doesn't seem to be right. Meaning, the sakshi does not undergo any change of movement, doesn't under- have any movement to eliminate what is inside and outside, that doesn't seem to be right. Question. Either avikarinaha sataha ayukta. To say that the witness remains changeless and eliminates what is inside and outside, that doesn't seem to be right. Aham ghatam pasyami. For example, when you say this, I see a pot. Ityatra ahamidi antaha ahankara sakshitaya prasamataha bhasakasya. So I see a pot. Aham ghatam pasyami. Now this must Sanskrit everybody knows. Aham ghatam pasyami. I see a part. Who is aham? Aham is the I, meaning the ahankara, the seer. And where is the inside? Ghatam, the part, where is that? It is outside. So when you make a statement, aham ghatam pasyami, I see a part. Then it looks as though the, the consciousness first is inside, why it eliminates this expression aham? When the concept aham is eliminated, then the consciousness appears to be inside. And when you say ghatam pasyami, then it looks as though the consciousness goes outside. So I see a pot there, I see a chair there. Naturally, I is eliminated who is inside, and the chair, in order to eliminate the chair, the consciousness has to go outside. So how do you say that the consciousness, without any motion or change, eliminates what is inside and outside? It looks to us, from our experience, that Consciousness also is inside and then goes outside. Ahamiti ahankara sakshitaya prasamataha bhasakasya anantaram ghatam pasyamiti ghatakara uttisparana rupena bahir nirgam anubhavad. This is our experience that first the aham is eliminated which is inside and then the consciousness seems to go there and eliminates a chair and such other object. So our exp- you say that there is no movement in consciousness. On the other hand, our experience shows that the consciousness moves. It travels from inside and outside. If I look in the sky, that's the stars which are far away, they are also illumined by the consciousness. So my consciousness has gone there. So that looks like our experience. How do you explain that? Then this question is answered in the verse 17. Antasthadhi sahai vakshaihi Antasthadhi sahai vakshaihi Bahir yati punaf punaha Bahir yati punaf punaha Bhasya buddhista chanchalyam Bhasya buddhista chanchalyam Sakshinya ropyate vrutha Sakshinya ropyate vrutha He says it is not the witness or the consciousness that goes out. Antasthadhi, the buddhi or the mind which is inside. Sahiva akshayhi, akshayhi saha, aksha means the sense organs. So it is the mind that is inside. Punaf punaha bahihiyati, it is the mind that goes out again and again. Now it goes out to the chair, now then it goes out to see the, the, perceive the sound. And thus it is a mind that goes out again and again through the various sense organs. Drashtagrahakatvena dehantar avasthita buddhi rupadi grahanaya chakshuradi dvara bhuyo bhuyo nirgachari. Thus, drashtagrahakatvena, this buddhi who is seated inside, 
in order to perceive objects such as the tables and chairs etc which are outside again and again it goes out through the gates of the, the sense organs such as eye etc bhasya buddhista chanchalyam sakshini aropya devratha tathachatam nishtham chanchalyam tad bhasake sakshini aropya de what happens is the chanchalyam meaning the fickleness or the movement, or the changing nature is in the intellect. And in order to perceive the various objects, it is the intellect that again and again runs out through the gates of the sense organs. However, this movement of the intellect or the mind going out and remaining inside, this movement of the mind is superimposed upon the sakshi or the witness. And we say that the consciousness is going out and consciousness is inside. Tandishtam chanchalyam tad bhasake sakshini aropyade the chanchalyam or the movement or the change that takes place in the buddhi or the mind is however superimposed upon the, the consciousness which is the illuminator of this mind atah na vastavam sakshinah chanchalyam the idea is that the chanchalyam the fickleness or the movement or the change is na vastavam is not real in, in the sakshi in the witness there is no change at all. Even though it looks to us that the consciousness is going out or going in, etc. So there is states of consciousness. There are no states in consciousness. There are only states in the mind. There is no out- outer external consciousness, inner consciousness. All the external, internal and the states, all of these are in the mind. But then these modifications taking place in the mind are superimposed commonly by a person. And therefore everybody feels that the consciousness also is changing. So even though it is our experience, now he explains our experiences in order that we can discriminate between the self and the non-self. This is what we call aviveka non-discrimination. Where the buddhi and the self are not distinguished from one another and therefore what happens to the buddhi is imagined or taken to be happening to the self. So in order to know the dharma, what is the characteristic of the mind and what is the characteristic of the self? as we clearly understand that, then this kind of a uh, superimposition would not take place. So, shows here the superimposition, how changes taking place in the mind are superimposed upon the self. <coughs> okay, we'll continue tomorrow. Om Puranamadav Puranamidam Puranat Puranamudachyade Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnameva Vashishyade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Vadarayanam Sutra Bhashya Krutavande Bhagavantav Punaf Punaha Ishvaro Guru Ratmedi Murti Bheda Vibhagine Vyoma Vadvyapta Dehaya Dakshina Murtaye Namaha Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Gurubhyo Namaha Hari Om